Good morning, everyone. Uh, would you let us know how you're worshiping with us this morning? Let us know who you are, but also let us know where you are. If you are at the beach worshiping, would you even let us know that in the comments? We would love to know where you're at. Uh, maybe on your uh, porch watching the service. Uh, we have some announcements this morning. Last week was our senior Sunday where we recognized our high school seniors. Uh, but also there's many others who have had great accomplishments uh, during this quarantine. We want to recognize our fifth graders, our eighth graders, those that are uh, going to be going on to high school, uh, or maybe somebody that graduated from pre-K or kindergarten. Would you send us three pictures to the church? We want to put you in a slideshow. We want to recognize these children also that graduated. Or if someone graduated from college, we want to add them to this slideshow as well. Any great accomplishment that happened during quarantine, we want to celebrate as a church family. Even those who got married during quarantine, send us three pictures. We want to recognize that and celebrate together. Uh, this Tuesday, our trustees meeting is going to happen and our board of stewards meetings, finance meetings. These are those once a month meetings that happen here at the church. They're going to be on GoToMeetings. And if you're part of one of those teams, be sure to join the GoToMeeting. If you need help doing that, call the church office. We will help you uh, set that up. It's going to be an important, they're going to have important meetings as they're going to talk about what it would look like for the church to reopen, how that would happen, um, some things like that. Also, I believe that the church is going to be sending out a survey soon, which I think Pastor Sam will speak more about later. So you want to make sure you're part of those meetings uh, if you're on one of those teams. Be sure to join our online worship services that we have here at the church and online Bible studies. I got to catch the tail end of uh, a Sunday school class for Living Waters and Martin Fellowship, I believe. If you're not a part of that Sunday school class, go ahead and join them on GoToMeetings. We can help you set that up as well. They look like they have a lot of fun, so you want to join that group. Um, and now I would invite you to uh, sing with us uh, hymn number 697, America. And I think you know this one. Would you sing with us?
So wherever you're watching from, wherever you're at, would you join us now in the Apostles' Creed with us? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Good morning. It's a privilege to be here and worship with you today by live stream and by Facebook Live. We're glad that you're here. This is the moment in the service when we would normally receive our offerings, and I just want to let you know we still need to receive our offering. Um, the great thing about this um, time that we've had over the last two or three months is that it has reminded us that, that the church is more than just a building. Uh, we, we love our beautiful sanctuary. And we absolutely miss you like crazy. I wish this place was, was full and I could see your faces again. Uh, we really do miss you. But we are reminded that, that the church is the people of God and all who follow Jesus all around the world. Ministry is still taking place. Worship is still taking place. Service is still taking place. Giving is still taking place. And we want you to participate along with us. So I'm going to say a prayer, and I'm just going to give a reminder of how you can give online if you'd like to do that. Go to our church website, and you, will be, you can find instructions there on how to give online. You can go to our church app. You can download that on your phone, and you can give online that way. You can text to give, or you can drop your offering in the mail, and we'll get it that way. But we're going to pray God's blessings on everything that you give. Uh, will you join me as we pray? Gracious God, every good and perfect thing comes from your hand. You've blessed us in too many ways to count. And we want to return that blessing so that others might be blessed in your kingdom, in your name. So at this time, Lord, wherever um, people give from, I pray that you would bless the gift and the giver and that it all might bring glory to you. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
I want to ask you to join with us in our time of prayer. And if you will, if you have a prayer request you'd like to share with us, if you would put that in the comments or if you would email that to us, then we will certainly add that to our prayer list and we'll put our prayer team on that. And we want to pray with you and pray for you. And um, so we want to hear from you on that. And we would ask that you would join us even now wherever you are as we pray to the Lord together. Let's pray. Gracious God, you know the needs of our hearts, even the ones that are too deep for words. So we open our hearts to you now, and we lift the needs that we have, the burdens that we are carrying. We lift to you our need for forgiveness, and we thank you that you have provided that for us. Help us to receive that even now. And we lift to you the need that we have to forgive each other. God, sometimes that's the hardest thing to do when someone has hurt us. And so we ask for the strength to do that. And you've promised us your power to be able to do that. So we ask for that even now. God, we praise you and we thank you for the ways that you have blessed us. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what an awesome God that you are, creator of the universe, sustainer of all that lives and moves. We ask even now that uh, you would open our minds by the power of your spirit, that as your word is proclaimed, as the scripture is open, as we sing these hymns, that all of that might be more than just something in our minds, but it might touch our hearts as well for everyone who is participating in this worship board whether they are at home or whether they are at the lake or the beach or in the hospital room or wherever they happen to be lord i pray that they can feel the power of the connection that reaches beyond the walls that reaches beyond space and time and distance and connects us with uh, each other and with saints around the world who are worshiping you today so teach us now to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples all those years ago our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever Amen. I want to say welcome to you again, and we're glad that you're worshiping with us. And uh, if you have, um, if you're somewhere really cool and fun, at, whether it's your back porch or the beach or the lake, send us a picture. Uh, let us know what you're looking at right now. I think I happen to think it would be really cool if you're watching the waves lap in and you're worshiping with us this morning too. I think that is great. Uh, again, let me say how happy I am that you're here and wish you a happy Ascension Sunday and wish you a happy Aldersgate Sunday and wish you also a happy Memorial Day. We're celebrating three different things today, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, Ascension Sunday, of course, is the, uh, is the Sunday we remember when Jesus gave his final instructions to his disciples, and then he ascended to the right hand of God the Father Almighty which is what we just said when we confessed the Apostles' Creed. Aldersgate Sunday is the Sunday that we remember, is especially it's real special to us Methodists, we remember how that John Wesley found his heart strangely warmed on Aldersgate uh, Street uh, when he was, uh, and he felt that assurance for the first time that he did receive that forgiveness that the Lord wanted to give to him. And so I pray that you have a warmed heart wherever you are today. And then Memorial Day is the day which is officially tomorrow. And of course, that is the uh, day that we celebrate every year that goes all the way back to right after the Civil War. It's the day that we remember those who gave their lives in service of their country, who died in service of their country. You might know uh, this Memorial Day as Decoration Day. When, when I was growing up, um, this was called Decoration Day, and it was a day when, especially for churches that had cemeteries next to them, when everyone put fresh flowers 
on the, their loved ones' graves. So, so my sister and my mom and I last Friday went down to my little home church and we got to put fresh flowers on uh, my dad's grave so it would look really good on decoration day today. So do you, do you have memories of decoration day? If you do, then put a thumbs up or something in the comments section and, and uh, it's, it's a special day for that. But Ascension Sunday and Memorial Day, um, these are days to remember things and to give thanks. And I think that's very, very important for us to remember and to say thanks, to remember those who um, have left us behind and to remember what they have left us. Um, Memorial Day is a special day, and that's why we have all of the flags out. If you, when the camera was panned out before, you might see uh, it's a tradition here at Gaston first to have flags and, and to remember um, those who died in service of their country and to make it's a big deal for us. When we look at the American flag or when uh, we, we sing patriotic songs, we remember. Um, so today, in addition to just the flags, I want to invite you to just hear these numbers. And I know sometimes numbers are just thrown out there, but I want you to get a feel for how many people, how many men and women died in service to their country. Uh, I'm going to list off the numbers of those who died in service of their country since World War I. World War I, 116,516. World War II, 405,399. The Korean War, 36,574. Vietnam, 58,220. Persian Gulf War, 2,586, and the operations in Afghanistan from 2001 to present in Afghanistan and Iraq, 6,934. Again, that sounds just like a bunch of numbers, but I want you to remember this is people. These are people who left their loved ones and their families and their friends behind to serve their nation. And this is um, a group of people who left behind something to us, and we are grateful for their sacrifice. Uh, every year when we look at the flags that people put out on their flagpoles for Memorial Day, I want you to remember and be thankful just as every single Sunday when we look at the cross and we look at the symbols in our beautiful sanctuary, we remember the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we are thankful. So, as I said before, this is Ascension Sunday, and so the scripture that we're going to use today is from Luke 24, and it tells about our Lord's Ascension. Luke 24, verses 44 through 53. Then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said unto them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised, so stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So Jesus left them behind. Even as I say that, it gives me a little twinge of, of sadness because I have memories of being left behind. I, 
Back on Mother's Day a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you a memory that I had from my early childhood when I was about four years old, when we were at a big hospital in Memphis, and my mom was going to visit a family member, and I had to stay behind in the waiting room, and the, the sight of my mom ascending up the escalator to, uh, to visit our family member and leaving me behind is one that left me in tears, and it usually makes us sad when we think about being left behind. But in verse 52 in the scripture that we read this morning, it says that the disciples returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And it says in verse 53 that every day they were blessing God in the temple. So the question is, why would they be so joyful? Why would they be praising God every single day when they were left behind? It just doesn't seem to make sense unless... Unless you focus on what was left behind to them and not just that they were left behind. Because when Jesus ascended, he left behind some things for them uh, that made them filled with joy and made them want to bless the Lord in the temple. So this morning I want to focus on that. I want to focus on seven things that Jesus left behind when he ascended. One is... He left behind fulfillment. In verse 44, it says that Jesus told his disciples that he, Jesus, was the fulfillment of everything that had been written in the law of Moses, everything that had been prophesied by all of the prophets, everything that had been sung in every psalm that had ever been sung, all the fullness of everything that God had in mind from creation on. The very kingdom of heaven itself came to dwell in one person, Jesus Christ. So what does that mean? What does fulfillment mean? The fact that Jesus fulfilled all of this means that no more did people have to worry about 613 laws trying to keep up with all that. No more did people have to worry about uh, the elaborate system of animal sacrifices for atonement for sin no more purification rituals, no more any of all of that. All of that was fulfilled in Jesus. He is all in all. There wasn't anything that had to be done. When Jesus said it is finished, he meant it really was finished. Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. I really like how this puts um, this promise of this, what Jesus left behind in fulfillment. It reads this way. In him, in Jesus, in other words, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. All of the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Jesus. He fulfilled it all. So the second thing Jesus left behind was he left behind minds that were opened. Verse 45, of course, this whole concept was difficult for them to understand. Um, Jesus was not the Messiah that they had expected. They didn't expect the Messiah to shed his blood on a cross. Um, they had expectations about the Messiah, but, but Jesus didn't fulfill that to them. Jesus... Uh, was not the Messiah that they had expected. Jesus, they expected a Messiah that would drive out the occupation forces of Rome and would reestablish Jerusalem in all of its glory uh, back from the days of, of the great King David. Um, but that didn't happen. And they didn't really understand why. They saw what did happen. They saw Jesus in the garden. They saw when Judas Iscariot brought the the group of soldiers with torches and clubs and swords. And they saw Jesus be betrayed by Judas with a kiss and be arrested. They remember running away and being frightened. They knew that Jesus had been thrown in prison and beaten to within an inch of his life. And they knew that Jesus had to carry his own cross up the hill of Golgotha, the place of the skull. They knew that Jesus was crucified between two thieves and, and mocked by the crowd. And they knew that the soldiers gambled for his garments. They knew all of that. And they knew that he died. 
And the women were there to witness it. They, they saw where Jesus' body was laid in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. And they also knew that on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. They knew that because he had appeared to Mary and he had appeared to Cleopas and his companion on the road to Emmaus. And he had appeared to the disciples and then he came back and appeared to the disciples again when Thomas was there. And he appeared to upwards of 500 people uh, total. The resurrected Christ appeared to them. And Jesus himself taught them for 40 days. He opened their minds to the scriptures so they could understand how everything led to this moment. All of the prophecies, all of the law, everything led to this. He opened their minds. How much we need our minds open today too, don't we? Jesus left behind forgiveness. That's the third thing. In verse 47, one of the things that he taught his disciples was that forgiveness, forgiveness is available for those who repent. Repent is the first word of the first sermon that Jesus ever preached in Matthew 4, 17. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent is a a word that sounds kind of scary, but you know what it really means? Repent means to change your mind. Repent means to change your mind so that you can change your direction. And that's good news, y'all. It really is. Because a lot of times we're going down the wrong road. We may be going down a road that's going to hurt ourselves and everybody else around us. And the good news is we can change our mind and we can change our direction. And every time we change our mind and every time we change our direction... There's forgiveness in Jesus' name available to us every single time. Not to us, but to everyone. It's available for everyone, for you, for me, every single time. So Jesus left forgiveness. And he left an example. That's number four, verse 48. He says, you're witnesses of these things. You guys know. You're witnesses of the forgiveness. I can just picture Jesus talking to his disciples and and see... The, the guys there, and, and Jesus saying, hey, Matthew, you're, you're a witness of this. You know, you were a tax collector. You were sitting at your tax collector table when I called you. You know forgiveness is there. And, and, and Peter, you know that you denied me three times and that I forgave you of all that. You're a witness. They were all witnesses of all that Jesus taught, of all of the miracles, everything that he did. Jesus even forgave the thief on the cross and the disciples were first-hand witnesses of Jesus' example. In verse 47, Jesus left them a commission. He left them a job to do. That's number five. He left them a job. He wanted them to go and to proclaim that forgiveness. He wanted them to go and to remind people that they could be reconciled with God. It was what we've called in when we look at it in Matthew chapter 28, we call it the Great Commission. And it's fleshed out a little bit more in Matthew's gospel where Jesus says, go and tell them, go into all nations and tell them what I have told you. Baptize them, which means bring them into the family together. Tell them the good news. Oh, what a job. What a job to go into all nations. What a job to tell everyone who needs to hear the good news, to tell them about it. I don't know about you, but when I hear a job that big, I think to myself, I'm, I'm going to need some help. And they needed some help too, and that's where number six comes in. Jesus gave them a promise, verse 49. He said, stay here, and I'm going to clothe you with power from on high. Next Sunday, we're going to celebrate Pentecost Sunday. It's one of the greatest Sundays of the year in the Christian year. It's the day we remember when the Holy Spirit came and clothed them with power from on high, those who are gathered in the upper room, the day when they received the promise of the Holy Spirit. Um, We know, don't we, that Jesus wouldn't give us a job and not empower us and equip us to do the job. That would never happen. And so the Holy Spirit is what empowers us to carry out the commission, right? He's given us everything that we need. 2 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4 says this, 
His divine power has given us everything needed for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Thus he has given us through these things his precious and very great promises. His precious and very great promises given to his disciples and given to us. His promises are there for all of us. And then finally, number seven, Jesus gave them, he left behind a blessing. Wouldn't it be great if, if people could say about us that everywhere we went, we left behind a blessing? Well, he left behind a blessing, and he did it in a very special place. He did it in Bethany, and I think the place is important. Jesus chose to lead them a couple of miles out of town to one of his favorite spots, he loved Bethany, I think, because it was like a home away from home for him. It was the place where some of his best friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, lived, and he got to hang out at their house a lot. It was there in Bethany where Jesus wept. Remember that? Jesus wept. That's where he wept, in Bethany. It was there in Bethany where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. It was there in Bethany uh, where, where Jesus is feet were anointed by, by Mary when he was in the home of Simon the leper. She poured the costly perfume on his feet and Judas Iscariot got mad because of how much money the perfume was, was worth. But Jesus said, she's done a beautiful thing for me. She's, she's anointed me for my burial. It was there in Bethany. So this was the special place that Jesus chose to bless his disciples before he ascended into heaven. Now, blessing is something that we, we talk about all the time, but it really is, the, the word in Greek is really cool word. It is, is eulogio. It's the word from which we get the word eulogy, and it just means to speak well of. To speak well of. So we can bless each other by speaking well of each other. We bless God when we praise God and speak well of God. And so that's what Jesus did. He raised his hands from one of his very favorite spots on earth. He lifted his hands and he blessed them as he was carried into heaven. No wonder when you think about all that Jesus left behind for his followers, no wonder they were filled with joy. No wonder they went to the temple every day and blessed or spoke well of God. It wasn't that they were left behind. It was what Jesus had left behind that blessed them. Those great and precious things. Those great and precious things. He has left them to us too. He's left behind the, the fulfillment and the, the open mind to understand and the forgiveness. He's left that behind to us. He's left his example for us to follow. He's given us a job to do. He's promised us the power to do that. He's given us his blessing. His blessing. So I guess now the question is, what are we going to do with it? With what he's left us behind, when that great inheritance that he's left us behind. There's still work to be done, right? There's still work to be done. There's still people to bless. There's still good news to be proclaimed. There's still... All of that. So, are you willing to engage? I know sometimes we see where people come and they maybe view for just a few minutes and or um, then they move on to something else. And some of you are, are, are watching and you're just watching. And, and we're glad. But some of you really would like to engage this. Some of you have had your hearts warm today as we celebrate Aldersgate Sunday and Ascension Sunday. Some of you want to do something more, and I'd like to ask you to do something if that's you. If you would like to receive uh, an outline of today's message, and if you would like to receive some next steps for you to think about this coming week that are connected to this message today and this scripture, I want to ask you to do something now. I want to ask you to send us your email, your name and your email address 
and you can send it through our church Facebook page, or you can, if you don't want to do that, you can, you can email it to us. If you'll email it to fumc at fumcgaston.org, uh, and that, that name of that uh, email address will be on our Facebook page, and I think it'll probably be in the comments section there. If you'll do that, then what I'll do is email you an outline of today's message and some next steps for you to take this and to apply it to help you grow in your faith, to engage with the scripture and let the scripture engage you. Um, so this is, this is not a way for, for us to ask you for money or anything like that. It's a way for you to respond. Since you can't respond in person here, it's a way for you to respond. So I would ask you to consider that as God warms your heart and activates your faith. Let's pray. Lord, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for opening our minds to your scripture today. We thank you for the great hymns that we participate with. And we thank you, Lord, that um, we have a way to respond to all this, that we can receive all that you want to give us. And Lord, that we can also give and we can be a blessing to others. Now help us to receive this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to, um, we're going to sing um, a couple of special things in closing here. And I want to ask you to, to join us uh, even where you are. Even if you're singing a solo, sing this song. It's a very familiar song. It's the Battle Hymn of the Republic, uh, number 717 in the hymnal. But there's something else that I want you to know, too. After the benediction, the postlude that, uh, that Benny is going to play is going to be the national anthem. So if you stand and sing this last song and, and stay um, standing for the benediction, I want to ask that you also remain standing and right where you are, uh, join us in singing the national anthem as Benny plays. Now will you join us for the Battle Hymn of the Republic?
And now in the Old Testament book of Numbers, the Lord gave Moses a priestly blessing and benediction that I want to share with you as a benediction and as a blessing to you from Numbers 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.